Locked on Buckeyes here with Matt Hayes and Brandon B. Matty Ice right now is busy actually doing his radio show. So uh, I'm talking to the host of Locked on Nittany Lions, Stephen Pianovich. You can catch him every day talking everything about Nittany Lions. Make sure you go check him out. Stephen, what's going on, my man? Hey, uh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to hopefully another classic Penn State Ohio State game on Saturday night. No doubt, man. We, uh, you know, I was on your podcast the other day, and we were talking about mm-hmm. it, and uh, it's just everything, man. In this game for the past few years has been uh, unbelievable. I mean, it, it's had everything you could ask for. It's had special teams magic. Uh, it's had a great comeback by Ohio State last year, but. You know, let's dive into this game right now. When you look at this year's Penn State team uh, overall, and the theme in Columbus all week has been that if the offensive line plays well, if the offensive line plays well and they're able to push people around, you're able to give Dwayne Haskins time in the pocket uh, to step back and really throw the ball all over around the field like he's been doing uh, in these first four games that Ohio State's got a pretty good shot uh, to win this game. Tell me one piece of the Penn State defense uh, that you are very excited about that can maybe attack this Ohio State offense. Yeah, I think the the – thing that Penn State has going for it on its defense and the thing that has made their defense click on the which has not happened as much as I think Penn State's coaching staff and fan base would have liked this year has been their their pass rush they have a lot of really good athletes on their defensive line on, on the outside uh, Sharif Miller is a name you'll probably hear a lot on Saturday Yator Grossmatos has also been a very good defensive end for them this year and their defense is at its best when they are able to get pressure on the quarterback, whether that's the people coming off the ends or maybe sending five guys. Some some of the linebackers they have are also very athletic and good at getting to the quarterback. And that has allowed their defense to – it's kind of covered up some holes and as, as that happens when yeah. you have a good pass rush because they have a very young linebacker core who has not been great. They have uh, some holes in their secondary. They've replaced a lot of pieces there as well, and they've had some injuries. They have some redshirt freshmen, some sophomores, and guys who have not played that much in their secondary who have uh, have shown some weaknesses in, in, a, in the first couple weeks against teams like Appalachian State and even last week in the first half against Illinois. So those teams are, are certainly not on the same par as Ohio State, and I, I do think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a good day. I also think Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins back there are going to be able to do a lot of what they want to do I, I think if Penn State's defense is going to have some success, it's going to come from being able to get a little bit of pressure on Dwayne Haskins. And if they can do that and maybe force him into a, a tough situation in front of a big crowd where they could force him to make a mistake, that might be a play that, or something that can help them swing some momentum. But I would expect a lot of points, and I wouldn't expect Penn State to stop Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State offense too, too much. Yeah, I think when you, you just look at this game, it's going to be, you know, we Maddie and I, the other day on the podcast, we were looking, you know, on the big board for over and unders in Vegas, and uh, they're the second highest on the board this week other than West Virginia and Texas Tech. They're mm-hmm. over under 75. Ohio State, Penn State's is uh, 70. But uh, a quick question about one of your linebackers in Penn State, Micah Parsons. This was a guy, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen, who Ohio State was heavily recruited. You know, he's a five-star athlete uh, coming out of high school, and uh, it was kind of between Ohio State and Penn State, and then late in the race, Ohio State kind of pulled out. Uh, Penn State mm-hmm. was able to jump in there and get him. Have you seen anything crazy for Micah Parsons? Because I was looking at his snap count. I saw he played 22, and then he got up to 37, uh, I believe, in the Illinois game. So it's a guy who maybe doesn't start, uh, but mm-hmm. maybe that they throw in there in certain down and distances. So what have you seen so far from Micah Parsons this year? 
Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been really good. He's been uh, one of the better pieces of their defense when he's out there on the field. And yeah, as you mentioned, a crazy recruitment. It kind of basically right. came down to those two schools. And <laughs> this wasn't my original thought, but I did see a tweet this week wondering who his dog, which is named Brutus, is going to root for Amazing. on Saturday. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good question, too. But from from a football perspective, Micah Parsons has been very good for this team as a true freshman, a guy who was in high school just months ago. So he has been he, – he comes on the field and he has athleticism that is hard to match. He brings this, this speed and he's so big. I mean, he was recruited as a defensive end, but Penn State moved him to outside linebacker basically because they needed depth there and also because he, he projects well there. And he's been a key piece for them. He, he is great on third down to come in, another guy that can get after the quarterback or can go out and cover. He can cover a receiver or a running back in coverage too. I mean, he is, is a very talented, very skilled defensive player. And he hasn't made a big play yet. He, hasn't, he, hasn't, I, I, he has not recorded a sack in his first four games, but he has been able to get some pressure on quarterbacks, and, and he's made a lot of key tackles for a linebacking core that, that needs all the help he can get right now. When you flip to the other side of the ball, I know that uh, a big talking point this week in Columbus, uh, at least for us, has been you know who this game is the bigger legacy game for. Um, you know, is we we talk about Penn State a little bit out of the year, uh, but as you know, we're focused on Ohio State every single day, um, and mm-hmm. so you know we've we've kind of framed it this way this week. It's like who is it a bigger legacy game for, Dwayne Haskins? Or Trace McSorley, because Trace McSorley, three-year starter for Penn State, hasn't gotten his team to the college football playoff, but has been very good. So in your opinion, Mm -hmm. with a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who has just started four college football games, who looks to be one of the favorites for the Heisman right now in the season, Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand, you have a three-year starter in Trace McSorley, who do you think it's the bigger legacy game for, living and breathing Nittany Lions like you do? Yeah, so every week on my podcast, I do a big question of the week. And my question this week was, is this the biggest game of Trace McSorley's career? And he's played in the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl last year. He's won a Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin in 2016. But my answer for that question was yes, because of what this can do. I think he is in the conversation of best Penn State quarterbacks of all time. Not as deep as, as a lot of other schools have, but he has been such a winner and so good for this program and what he's able to do to kind of help them turn things around in the last couple of years. But this game can take them from uh, probably what's going to be another 10 win season, which would be nice. And then it's great for Penn state, but it could take them from, instead of doing that to the college football playoff looks like a real possibility if you get this win on Saturday. So for that, and the fact that he is undefeated at home as a starter in his career, sure, I think this is to, to protect that and for, did this chance to vault himself also, I think he's probably in the top three or four of the Heisman conversation if they get the win and he looks good on Saturday night. So I think just for, for all those elements combined, I think it's a little bit bigger for Tracy Sawyer's legacy. But I will say you, you also have to wonder how many games is Dwayne Haskins going to play at Ohio State. If he leaves after this year and goes to the NFL, then maybe this game is bigger for his legacy. But if uh, if he is able to stay for a couple of years, then he might have a couple more big games coming down too. So McSorley, as a senior, knowing that it's his last time against Ohio State, maybe his last huge home whiteout game, I, I think is a little bigger for him. No doubt, a chance for uh, Trace McSor- McSorley to uh, pull a Tony Carr on the Buckeyes and just hit a nice little half court shot to uh, put really put a heart in Ohio State's hearts yeah. again. Uh, but when you look at this game, you know we break it down so many ways. But if there's one way 
there's one key for Penn State winning this huge game on Saturday in the whiteout in Happy Valley. What is it for you? I think they need another big play. And it, 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 that's how they won a couple years ago, obviously, on the block field goal. I think they need some momentum play like that because I think their offense can keep them in this game. But I don't think that they win if this just becomes trading touchdowns and trading punches on the offenses. I don't think Penn State has quite enough to keep up with Ohio State. I think they need some sort of big play, whether that comes on special teams, whether it comes on defense. They have really good guys in the kick return game. Uh, K.J. Hamler is a true freshman receiver who's been taking back kicks. He's, Electric he factory. Yeah, he is just he, – he's been amazing for them. He's basically the reason they beat Appalachia State in week one. They were almost upset, but he took a kickback for it was something like 54 yards, I think, and, and spurred a, a late touchdown for them. Uh, he's been amazing. DeAndre Tompkins has been a, a, an above-average punt returner for them. Maybe one of those guys springs something. Maybe something happens on defense where they do have some playmakers that, that either get a huge sack, maybe force a fumble on Dwayne Haskins or get an interception or something. I think if they can get a big play and the offense shows up, I think that, that combination of things can get Penn State to win. If you are into the Nittany Lions, make sure you like and subscribe the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. Uh, it's out every day. Stephen Pianovich joining us here. Uh, he does a great job following th- for all things Penn State at Spianovich, S-P-I-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Stephen, before we get you out of here, man, give me mm-hmm. your score prediction for Saturday night. All right, I'll be, I'll be quick here. Uh, I think Ohio State wins this game three out of four times, but for some reason, I think this is the fourth time. I think Penn State, like I just mentioned, I think they find a way to get it done, whether that's Dwayne Haskins maybe not being quite as great as he's been so far due to the crowd or some other youngsters on that Ohio State offensive line. That maybe Someone makes a mistake there due to the circumstances, and I think Trace McSorley and Miles Sanders, the Penn State running back, are both going to have big games. I think it's going to be high scoring. But I'm going to take Penn State 35-34 in another, another classic. All right, beautiful. We got you locked in. And, uh, Stephen, thanks you so much for joining us today, man. Oh, Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on my show yesterday. I really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy Saturday night's game. It should be a good one. You too, man. That was Stephen Pianovich, the host of Locked on Nittany Lions. Before Maddie Hayes rolls into the studio, I would like to tell you a quick word from our guys over at FanDuel. You know, FanDuel has introduced a ton of new gameplay styles this year. I've been pe- telling you about it all the time. The best one I think that they've implemented is the new friends feature. FanDuel is way more fun when you play with friends and in the past they haven't made it that easy to do. This season they've completely reworked the friends capabilities to include easier ways to invite people, a more accessible way to start a head-to-head and even better, better product integration so you can track how you and your friends are both doing. I told you one of my buddies just won over $750 a couple weeks ago and my play for this week is a guy for the Cleveland Browns, El Guapo, former Buckeye, Carlos Hyde. I've been telling you about it all week. Baker Mania is circling around there on the banks of Lake Erie. I think the Browns get the win, and I also think Carlos Hyde goes nuts. So go and check our guys at FanDuel's out. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, Beam. Well, you held it down in the first block. You know, I had to do some radio things around here, so thank you for doing that. But I'm excited to be back here for the second block of the pod. Look, the game is tomorrow, Penn State, Ohio State. I'm really excited about it, Beam. Look, I just think offensively for the Buckeyes. 
take care of the freaking football, right? We've been talking about it all week. Just take care of the rock, and I think everything will be okay. So before we hop, um, bring you back on, but here's James Franklin on assessing Ohio State's offense. Offensively, Ryan Day, I've known for a long time. I've always respected Ryan, you know, from a distance, um, all the way back to his time at Boston College. Um, he's really doing some nice things. You know, obviously, you know, 30 touchdowns in four games, a uh, bunch of explosive plays, uh, one of the more explosive teams in the country, and obviously, you know, uh, 50, almost 55 points per game. Um, you know, over 500 yards and 40 points per game. Uh, I think total offense are actually at 599 yards. So, you know, real challenge. So we, this is what we talked about all week, and we knew this is the number one um, scoring offense versus the number two scoring offense. Penn right. State's number yeah. one, Ohio State's number two right now. So I'm, I am expecting a bit of a back and forth here beam on Saturday, tomorrow night, just because uh, both of these defenses have shown, especially Ohio State on the back end, the um, unfortunate ability to give up the big play. And in a game like this where I expect Trace McSorley to really take shots multiple times downfield because they know when Haskins and those guys come back out, they're going to put up points. I don't expect much resistance from Penn State, especially in the passing game. I feel confident in that. But, Beam, just looking at this now, just your biggest key for tomorrow night's game. Uh, I was talking on uh, talking with Timmy. Um, you know, I host the co-host the Buckeye Show right yeah. here on the fan from 6 to 8. And uh, my biggest, like, X's and O's thing uh, for Ohio State was the line play. Uh, I think if, if Ohio State's offensive line is able to take care uh, of Dwayne Haskins and get a push to allow J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber uh, the ability to get some seams up the middle, I think that creates so much space in the pass game and then flipping around to the defensive side of the ball, the D-line, get, getting pressure on Trace McSorley, course, yeah. forcing him off the field on third down. Uh, but really, the more that I think about it, Matty, I, I think that both of these – um, the closer we get to kickoff, both of these offenses are so high octane that I do. I think I think the number one thing in this game, exactly what you said, is take care of that rock because you know if the defense is on its heels a little bit and they ended up getting an interception, and let's say you know we're in for a barn burner where every time you go out. Uh, an offense is scoring something, whether that be a field goal or right. a touchdown. Yeah. You know, with if you go into this game and one team has zero turnovers and one team has two, that's going to be the difference in the game right. with your offenses if they play the way that we expect them to play. So I think for Ohio State, and it hasn't been an issue so far this season, uh, but like I said, man, that uh, that environment at Happy Valley, that wideout can cause you to do some funny things. And um, who knows? You, you just have to play within yourself. Yep. Uh, but I do. I think that taking care of the rock, taking care of the football is number one for me. Don't allow Penn State to get extra possessions of the football in this game. No, I agree with you, Beamo. I agree with everything you said there. And I think uh, clearly both you and I are on the same page about taking care of the football. I think also a big thing tomorrow is tomorrow night is going to be the red zone. When you get in the red sure. zone, what type of points are you put, putting putting up? Points obviously matter, but is it seven or is it three? That's going to be a big thing. It'll be the difference in the game. I think so, and I think Ohio State's done a pretty good job down there in the red zone. Ohio State has beat Penn State five of the last six times in this matchup. So look, they're going to want to come out, take down Ohio State. They've got a ton to play for. Both teams have a ton of play to play for here. It's just going to be which defense decides to stop uh, Trace McSorley or Dwayne Haskins at the opportune time at the right time. Here is Pete Warner Buckeye linebacker on uh, Trace McSorley's dual threat ability. He's a lot of toughness compared to the guys we face. He probably throws a little bit better ball, um, but overall, um, he is a better team too. But um, he's just a guy that refuses to lose. He's um, 
he's a winner, so um, that's what makes him different. Can we put the gamer tag on him? Because right. I think that's what he is. Like, I don't know what his NFL future looks like. I Me think either. He I is think he's a, a great college quarterback. Perfect. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think he is a great college quarterback, Beam. And, and I just, when you look at his skill set and what he's able to do, under especially their new offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead leaves takes the head coaching job at Mississippi State you're waiting to see what I believe is Ricky Ronnie is the offensive coordinator now what he was going to do beam and they haven't skipped a beat and that's really should be really encouraging for Penn State fans and I heard Urban mention earlier in the week is that the offense of what they've seen is very similar to what they did last year you look at Saunders that being the new Saquon and obviously Saquon was a freak show what he was doing beam but this offense has not skipped a beat after losing all of those guys to the NFL so the linebacker is the secondary. They're going to have their hands full this week because this offense looks very identical to what you saw last last year. But with Trace McSorley, you know he's got Heisman potential. Now, if he does come out and have a good game, he'll be in that conversation clearly because he'll be in the spotlight. He's put up some good numbers, obviously, in the first handful of games. Being, But no, I mean, I just think containing McSorley, he makes everything go. Saunders doesn't scare me as much as what McSorley can do. The receivers outside don't scare me as much as what McSorley can do. So he makes it all go, Beam. Containing him is going to be a big, big deal tomorrow. I'm so surprised that Penn State is, you know, in the top two when it comes to scoring offense in the country because I I really did. I thought the loss of their offensive coordinator, Moorhead, I thought that was going to be a big deal. Uh, You know, Saquon Barkley, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, and Mike Gusecki, their top three offensive players outside of Trace McSorley leaving and going to the NFL. I thought that it was going to be an absolute, maybe not a, a train wreck when you got a guy like Trace McSorley back there, but I thought they would have taken a step down. And what they've done is prove to you that this is an offense that is here to stay. This is an offense under James Franklin, under his coaching staff, that is here to stay, no matter who, what players they decide to bring right. in. So I'm surprised that, you know, they, they not only, Maddie, did they not only go backwards, they jumped up to a top two offense, which is, uh, it's pretty surprising to me, but you know, it, it's a, it's a lock them up kind of game for Ohio state. We are going to know come Saturday at about 10 o'clock yeah. when we're two and a half hours into this game, what the silver bullets are this year. No doubt. And here is tough Borland talking about those silver bullets, uh, having to stop being giving up the big play. Every defense has stuff they need to work on. You know, we're no, we're no exception. Obviously, we need to clean it up this week with an opponent like Penn State. And uh, with a good week of practice, I think we can do that. Okay, I'm sitting here and I'm like, is that Nick Bosa I or Tough Borland? I thought the same exact Wait thing. Wait a minute, why have we never talked about this? Because Tough Borland sounds exactly like Nick Bo- Let me get some yeah. Nick Bosa real quick because mm. we got to do this yeah. because I swear that Tough Borland Sounded just did he not beam or my crazy? Oh no, hundred percent he did. Have you got any Nick Bosa in here? I'm sure it all got overwritten. Hold on, let's see if this is Nick Bosa. Anytime we go on a plane and go somewhere, it's, a, <laughs> it's kind of an away game. But with Ohio State, just travels so well and has we have fans everywhere. So I mean, I've been to so many games, even when Joey was here, that they just fill stadiums that are so far away from here, and uh, I'm sure it'll be the same there. Ain't going to be this week. <laughs> no, Tell not, you, that. you picked not, a hell of a clip no. to play for a voice recognition of Nick Bosa because it ain't going to be this week. Well, now we know that Nick Bosa has infused his skill set and voice into well, Tough that makes Borland's me feel body. Then. So now you got Nick Bosa. He'll be, he'll be on the field uh, Saturday. Now, before I hit a quick uh, message from our people from my bookie, I just really believe 
that the pass rushing that you and I have been talked about all week is going to have to win the game for Ohio State because if you allow Trace McSorley to sit back there and pick your part, it's going to be a long day for any defense because you can't cover for that long. And with a guy like this that can, you know, he's pretty accurate. I think he's, I don't even say he's pretty accurate. I think he's right around 55% completion percentage. You don't want that right now. But when you know that an offense is going to take shots at you downfield continually, beam, you have to shore that thing up. So I think the pass rush getting home is going to be the number one thing defensively for me tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely it is going to be because if this offense, this offensive line for Penn State is able to generate uh, Trace McSorley and give him a pocket and give him space and give their two running backs, their dynamite duo that they got back there, uh, if they're able to give them time and space, Maddie, in running lanes, then this is going to be good night, Irene, pretty yeah. early. Uh, so you said it right in the head, man. Defensive line pressure. There's so many key things to this game. You know, when you get ratcheted up for a top 10 game in a, one of the toughest environments on planet Earth, you're walking into a stadium that's going to be fever pitch full of 106,000 people all dressed in white. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be nasty, man, but there's so many important keys. But you're right. You just have to – lean on the best part of your team, and that part is the defensive line. Speaking on leaning on, you guys should be leaning on my bookie when it comes to betting. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, when you're betting, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, M Y B. O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. So it's time for us to pick some games. I mean, it's a really good slate of games this week. Yeah, it is. Um, Man, I mean, that that Oregon game last week with Stanford, they almost had them beam. It was really tough, but they couldn't get it done. My guy Herbert, you know I love him. I got a soft spot for him. He played pretty well, did have... Um, didn't, not a lot of incompletions. It's just one of the left explosive plays I thought in the game. And then the fourth and one late, they couldn't convert that in Stanford. The rest is history. But let's get it going this week, Beam. Let's start with number 12, West Virginia. The fighting Will Greer's taking on the fighting Cliff Kingsbury's mm-hmm. number 25, Texas Tech, on the road for the Mountaineers. Look, this West Virginia offense is ridiculous, really, right? Y'all. They've got really three good receivers around him. Sills is a good player, but Will Greer, man, with all these weapons. Well, Texas Tech, I expect them to put up a few points, but West Virginia right now beams the number one scoring defense in the Big 12, which really surprised me. So I'm rolling with West Virginia in this game. Me too. I think Dana Holgerson has uh, encapsulated uh, really everybody down in that region of the country with, is West Virginia for real? And it's not the biggest test that West Virginia is going to face all year in Texas Tech. But if that defense continues uh, to want to show their dominance and if they shut down Texas Tech, then I think you could say for sure that West Virginia is real. I think that they are the real deal. So give me Will Greer. Give me the Mountaineers. All right, let's go to a, a night game running identically identical with Ohio State and Penn State. I don't like this. Stanford at Notre I Dame. I know. Sucky. You're going to have to be hitting the flip button on my TV control. Yeah, that stinks. Number seven, Stanford at number eight, Notre Dame. Look, Notre Dame made the quarterback change. They went with Book and he looked pretty good, he right? I mean, good. I don't know what Wake Forest is, but he looked <laughs> exactly. Good. He looked sharp, but I still believe in Stanford and what they what they're doing. Bryce Love hasn't got it going yet this season, but Costello and Whiteside, the receiver, they've been picking up the pieces uh, for Bryce Love. I just like them more because I still don't believe in what I'm seeing from Notre Dame. Now, maybe this quarterback change will get them going in the right direction, Beam. But what I'm seeing from Stanford and their ability to throw the ball and not rely on Bryce Love makes me feel good. So I'll roll with the Cardinals. Uh, I think that exactly the opposite of what you said. I think that. Stanford Stanford had a big win last week. I think it may have taken a lot of 
a lot of energy out of him. I think that Notre Dame has been uh, rejuvenated by the switch at quarterback. Uh, so I'm going to roll with the Irish in this one, Matty. Irish at home, they win. All right, late night Pac-12 action. you got number 19, Oregon, at number 24, Cal, 10.30 p.m. on FS1. Come on, you know my guys, Herbert. He's their quarterback. Justin Air Bear. They bounce back. He's going to ball out 25 of 27 last week. Cal, look this up last night. It's 8-1. I'm sorry, Oregon's 8-1 in their last nine games against Cal. If that makes you feel any good, any better about Oregon. They're going to roll 9-1. Okay. Give me the Ducks in this one. I'm on the Air Bear train as you as you are. Uh, I know it's Herbert, but the Ryder Cup's going on in France. I want to get a little French accent in here. Yeah, yeah. Air Bear. Air Bear. Go Ducks. All right, and the last uh, ranked game that we're going to get into here, I just wanted to make sure I had these two teams right. Number 20, BYU, at number 11, Washington. Now, Browning mm-hmm. hasn't looked good this year, yeah. Beam. They haven't looked good. You know, we both love Squally Williams, what he's been able to do, especially taking down Wisconsin and that upset. But I still believe in Peterson as the head coach and Browning. I think they'll figure this thing out. So I'm going to roll with Washington at home. If BYU was at home, I would take BYU. But because of where it's at, I'm rolling with the Provo's a tough place to play, man. I'm with you. If it was was at Brigham Young University, uh, I'm with you. But can BYU shut down another top 25 team, another top 10 team, on the road. They did it a couple weeks ago against Wisconsin. Who knows if they can do it this week. I just don't think they have enough firepower to keep up with the offense of Washington. I think Browning starts to round into form. I think the Huskies get this one done. All right, I got the Buckeyes taking down the Nittany Lions 34-31. to 34-31. What's the spread on this game? Three and a half? I believe it's three and a half. Three and a half. So you don't like the Buckeyes to cover, but you like the Buckeyes to come They're, out with a winner. Exactly. They're going to get the dub. I just think it's going to be – I can't trust the defense beam. I can't trust them yet from what I've seen. Not the defense as a whole. Let me clear it up. The back end of the defense just doesn't make me feel good right now, beam. And you're talking about a spread. I've got a spread right now at minus three. So it's come down a oh, little so bit. Oh, so a little bit of a push yeah, there. So – uh, Oh, I get that all the time, but I do love game day. Oh, I love Kirk, game day. Come on, Kirk. Come on, Kirk. Get out of there. Get out of here, man. We're trying doing? to do a podcast. Yeah, I mean, I know that you like the picking segment, all right? <laughs> but get out of here. This is our time. I'm going Buckeyes with the cover 42 to 38. Our guy, Steven Pianovich, who we had on from Penn State, picked the Nittany Lions. He said oh. three out of four times Ohio State wins, but not at the wideout. Okay. Not at night. Not in Happy Valley. We want to thank Stephen Pianovich for coming on. Yep, it yep. was a great interview. Give me the Buckeyes. Give me the cover. 42-38. Ohio State extends their winning streak to 5-0. and All right. It's going to be a heck of a Saturday night. It's going to be really exciting. I can't wait to sit down on my couch all day and watch college Beautiful. football and have sweaty palms for the Buckeyes versus Nittany Lions. Some soda pops. No doubt. Soda pops. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam from 97.1 The Fan. We'll talk to you on Monday.